Hola, mi gente, and welcome to another episode of 831 Comadres, where, where nothing's, nothing's off the, the table, table cuando estás entre comadres. We are coming to you from Salad Bites Media Studio in beautiful old town, Salinas, Salinas California. California. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> and we are excited to be in studio with a guest. Yay. Guest, yes, please introduce, introduce yourself. Hi, everybody. This is Jamie DePompio. I'm here um, from the Parenting Connection, Monterey County. Thank you guys for having me. Awesome. We are so That's excited. That's how you pronounce your last name. I was like, how does she say it? It looks so fancy. <laughs> <laughs> well, in New York, it's DePompio. Uh-huh. But in California, it's DePompeo. So whatever, man. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Either way, I like it. <laughs> um, and big shouts, shouts to um, the Comadre Eva for making the connection. We love Love you and for baking us some goodies. Yes, mm-hmm. for, she was really trying to get us in a good mood for yeah. this one, man. She knows the way to it's our not hearts. Like for we sure. goodies, all right, guys. So calm down. No, exactly. No, <laughs> no, no. Goodies. This is a <laughs> professional engagement. Yes, okay. the hard to find stuff. You feel me? Um, so yeah, big shout out to you, comadre. We appreciate you so so much. Um, and yeah, we're excited to have you in studio, Jamie. I. Um, the Comadre Frenchie and I in doing research for this episode, um, you know, we just really stand by the work that you guys are doing there. And we really um, we know how much it. of a resource yeah. um, you are to the community. And I'm really excited um, for you to talk about kind of the expansion that you guys um, have had as of last year, because I think that work is really, really not just important but very much needed in our community Mm -hmm. so yeah tell us a little bit about who the parent connection is it's the who what when where why (laughs) (laughs) all right all right (laughs) so um parenting connection isn't we're, we're not new as an organization we've been around since 2014 um mostly operating kind of down on the peninsula but last year we were really lucky to get um a grant that um, kind of helped us refocus and and shift to um, really provide programming um, for maternal mental health um, in East Salinas and South County. And so um, myself and um, my colleague Bianca came on at that point, and we've just been kind of on the ground um, trying to build this program, um, being in the communities, meeting people. Um, trying to create spaces for for families and for moms um, to to get support. And, um, you know, I think it's something that um, people know it's an issue um, or they know it's it's, you know, maternal mental health is something that I think Mm -hmm. has impacted so many people in one way or another. And so, yeah, we're we're excited about the work and we're excited about expanding it. Um, but yeah, it's just been a really, really cool, um, year, like meeting people, um, both like other professionals, other organizations and just other families and kind of, you know, just like, mm -hmm, exactly expanding all the Mm -hmm. way. Yeah. We're Salinas, um, Soledad, Greenfield, um, King City and starting in July, we'll also be in Gonzales. Oh, Damn. Awesome. Okay. So all South County. Y'all <laughs> yeah, are just missing Tular, right? Yeah, we're doing it. Yeah. Oh, wait, shit. Forget about Tular. That's it. Hey, girl. No, just no, no. Just when gas went to $6 a gallon. We're on, we're on 101 all day. Right? Day. Jesus. Capitalism is killing us yeah, all. Yeah, it is. Little by little. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And like I said, it's so, it's such an important void that you guys are filling in the community, right? So talk to us a little bit about what is 
maternal mental health because I feel like sometimes we hear these words and we're like that that sounds like something important (laughs) (laughs) right but what does that really mean like what 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 is it yeah what is maternal mental health so I think people um most people probably heard uh postpartum depression right that's Mm -hmm. kind of like um you know this like ugly term that we we hear um you know thrown around I guess and but really, like when we talk about maternal mental health, we're talking about the wellness of the mother. Um, and so that means her physical well-being during well, during her pregnancy, her support, uh, supportive um, labor and birth, um, you know, which is which is a huge, huge kind of almost a whole separate topic, honestly. Um, and the support in the early postpartum, meaning um you know, giving her time to heal, making sure she has nutritious food, making sure she has um, somebody to help process her feelings about her pregnancy or or her, um, you know, her <clears throat> birth. Um, oftentimes it's um, nursing support um, and a sense of community. I think that's the biggest kind of thing. I think, you know, even previous to COVID, like having a baby um, for many people is a really isolating, isolating experience. Even yeah. though it's so common, it's like kind of this crazy like dichotomy that, you know, <laughs> there are so many people having babies all the time, but somehow mm-hmm. we end up and we end up really isolated. Um, and definitely during COVID, we saw that get like way, way worse. And in a lot of time, in a lot of ways, we're still like in recovery from that. You know, we we meet families all the time with like, you know, three, two, three, four year olds who like they had their babies like sometimes by themselves in ho- in hospitals, like without their partners, without their families. Wow. Um, yeah. You know, they that. were there for, you know, several days and then they went home and nobody could come visit them. And, you know, it was and then, you know, maybe their partners went back to work a, a week later and they were just stuck in their houses. And so like the the impact of that, I think, is something we're still seeing. And so what we're trying to do is really um, do whatever we can to make sure that like that parents, mothers are are well. And because ultimately that's like the best way to support entire family systems. I think, you know, we all know how important, Mm -hmm. um, you know, birthing people and mothers are to whole family systems. And, and I think, um, you know, when we talk about like community health, um, it's, I mean, so much of it starts with, with the birth givers. So, yeah, uh, yeah. for sure. And I think another like important thing that we fail to kind of acknowledge too is that like during the whole like you know pandemic right when the coronavirus first hit and then now the terminology is covid and like all this stuff right it was just like a stream of negative yeah. you know like everywhere like no you turned on no, nothing that we knew about on the news on the radio like everything was like coronavirus 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 covid 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 death 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 mm. and we really need to like stop and think about how that affects like our mental health right mm-hmm. just as people and then obviously if you're like a birthing person and you have all these hormones going crazy and mm-hmm. it's like it's a scary feeling oh for sure i i'm a mother as a lot of our listeners know my daughter just turned eight and i remember like being so afraid of so many things you know I I had this really unrealistic fear that if I took a nap with her in bed I was gonna roll over and smush her Mm -hmm. and like I was just gonna wake up on top of her and and like and I for whatever reason like I would not 
co-sleep because I'm sure I read something on a bad day Mm -hmm. and I was just like, yeah, yeah. It programmed into my brain for whatever reason. And that was a huge, huge fear of mine. Yeah. Huge. And it's like the possibility of you. I mean, not to say that it's not a possibility. Let's all be safe, people, please. But like the (laughs) likelihood of that actually happening is probably really small. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? But like, but I just remember that like that fear. Yeah. Like, And it was such a real fear in my mind. So I can only imagine when you're like when a whole new cycle is all fear, 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 fear. What that does to like the psychology of a mother, a birthing person, but also like as a baby, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? To have that as like the background noise constantly, Mm -hmm. like. Well, and you know, like the stuff that we know, I'm, I'm not an infant psychology expert, but the stuff that we do know about infant, infant psychology is like from day one, right? And even like in the womb, like they need to be connecting with their caregivers. And when their caregivers are so incredibly stressed out and dissociated and not Mm -hmm. in their bodies and not connected to their intuition, like their ability to connect is, is, you know, they don't have the same ability to connect. Um, And that, that, you know, that ripple effect is really, um, it's, it's something to definitely, definitely consider. But yeah, I mean, I think that like the example you gave is such a great one just because like when you're talking about like the intrusive thoughts, like this is something we hear about all the time, right? Like, you know, mothers, like part of it is instinctual and like evolutionary, like, right. Like our Mm -hmm. job as parents is to anticipate like danger, right. Right. And to keep our kids safe. So there's a certain like element of that, that we need, but because of like, you know, all of these other things that we're kind of bombarded with that can get to a point where it really is like impacting, impacting us negatively. And, you know, and it's, it's making us second guess ourselves, our, our own intuition and our own ability to parent and mother, um, which again, it's just, I mean, it, it really, um, it impacts the health of the whole family in, yeah. in a real like way. It's just like a cycle type yeah, of thing. Always. For sure. There's and a saying they- that I heard, sorry, there's a saying that, that you bring up, like, you know, when the baby's in the womb and you hear all these things and it affects the baby or whatever. I'm not sure how much this is true, but my grandma and my mom would tell me if the baby's like whimpering when, he, you know, he's small or whatever, it's because he had a hard, it was a hard pregnancy for the mom. It's like he just whimpers in his sleep. It's like because he was in a stressful environment. Mm -hmm. And that stuck in my head so much. But now that you guys are bringing this up, like COVID scaredness and then being in a very like non-negative, you know, experienced pregnancy. It it, mean reality, it does affect everything with this human Mm -hmm. that you're forming inside you. So that's a Yeah, that's just crazy. Yeah. Um, I was in a just ask like are and these are topics that that are talked about and discussed at the center with families. Like how does this information get out? What type of, um, you know, classes or resources are available to, to support the wellness of birthing people through the parenting connection? So kind of our um, main programming, our bread and butter programming is something that we call um, family, family circles. And basically, there are spaces um, in the community. Right now, we are operating um, out of the different WIC locations. Starting in July, we're going to be operating out of a couple of the Chispa locations. Um, we're also here. Um, uh, uh, we're going to come back to the AFRC. Um, but basically, there are spaces where parents can come with their kids 
their kids um, are able to play, um, you know, kind of we're trying to like support that interaction and kind of, um, you know, teach to teach and support parents with, you know, developmentally appropriate play. And then we also have, um, you know, like a, a circle time where, you know, parents are able to just like talk and cry and be pissed or like whatever vent. it is. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vent whatever, whatever they have or like share successes and like be happy too, right? We we welcome the whole range of emotions. Um, but then we also are um, you know, we're trying to to build people's skills, right? And so either through some sort of education about developmentally developmental milestones, but also um different kinds of coping skills. There's um a framework called um mothers and babies, um, which is um it's based in cognitive behavioral therapy and it's skill based. And so the idea is that you know, over time that parents will, because being a parent is like never going to stop being stressful, you know, like yeah. even when your baby's not, even when I you mean, don't have that's a baby. something no one told you. Y'all might hear it yeah. first on 831 Comadres. Yeah. It never gets it never not is. stressful. Like I, said, I got no kids. I'm 32 and I still stress my mama out. Yeah. For sure. No. Yeah. Exactly. No, it it's never always, gets never not stop. stressful. So like it's being, just a different type yeah. of stress. Yeah, or a some different yeah. stressor. So it's like, I, again, when she was an infant, I was like, am I going to squish her in my sleep? Yeah. And then when she started walking, I was like, is she going to hurt herself yeah. and fall? And then, you know what I mean? And yeah. then she gets bigger and then it's this. And then it's go like, someone going to take her? Like, yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Sure. yeah, it's always something, y'all. You yeah. might have heard that first, but yeah. I was the only, True I'm the only child. And uh, my mom says, felt like I had 10 kids. I'm like, you're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome, Mama. Like they say, if you have a girl later in life, that means it's gonna be ten times worse than you. So, what did you do to my grandma? Yeah. And she gets all like, "Yo, nunca said nada." I'm like, "Lies." Yeah, that's we not true. Better. We know better. It's not true because I had a daughter. I was 29, so technically, in Latino terms, that is later in life, y'all. <laughs> and my mom says of the of her three biological children, she was like, "You were the one that gave me the least amount of a headache." <laughs> Your sister always had a boyfriend. Your brother was always getting into some type of trouble. Like it was always like some class or some teacher, or some fight or some whatever. She was like, you were just always. So I was <laughs> a good why. girl. You were a good See? girl. But now your daughter's teaching you what it was 10 times worse sometimes yeah. now. <laughs> it's something. Why can't she be 10, ten times as good as I was? <laughs> I don't think. Yeah. I but anyway, think, back, on, tra- how that's back how on track. <laughs> but yeah, no. So it's like, so the, uh, the hope, right, is that we're kind of like, engaging with these families when they have small kids and hopefully, you know, offering tools, skills so that like, you know, the, the goal is that like, we want people to enjoy raising their kids, you know, I, I, and we want people to enjoy having small babies. Like, I feel like mostly what you hear about, about infants is like, oh my God, you're never going to sleep and like colic (laughs) and this and that and like whatever. And not that, not, not that some of that isn't true. Right. Because baby, you know, all of it, right? But the idea is like we want people to enjoy raising their children. Um, and so yeah, hopefully, you know, building some of those skills. And the other like big goal that we have is to kind of create um, you know, a peer-to-peer network. So, you know, parenting connection, there's only so many of us. Um, and we are, you know, we're not from Gonzalez, we're not from King City. And so like what we really how we really think like real change and shift is going to happen in terms of like normalizing maternal mental health is like when people from all of these communities like learn about it and know about it and are 
out there, you know, supporting their neighbors, supporting the people in their church, supporting the other other parents at their schools. Exactly. And Mm -hmm. so like, you know, the people who come to our circles, you know, we want them to feel really good about it. And then hopefully, you know, in turn, go out and and, um, you know, support the people in their lives. Um, And so that's like that's like the next step goal for us. And so, um, yeah. The, the big the big picture the big vision mm-hmm. for all of this and the groups that go to does it matter how old your baby like is it from infant all the way to a certain age or does it matter to like 10 12 teenagers pre-teens? so i mean the the kind of focus i i would say is zero to five in terms of like you know like the toys we have and like that kind of stuff yeah. um but you know there's the school of thought that I definitely ascribe to is like, you're, you're in postpartum forever, you know? And so if we have somebody who shows up who has a 13 year old and is just like, I don't know what to do. Like, come on, take a seat. Here's the the tissues. Like, let's go, you know, I love that because yeah, it's just, you know, we're, we're definitely not in the business of turning anyone away. Yeah. And so let's say that there is a a family, a parent who comes in and they're just like, I, I, need help like I can't I I can't do it I need something you know what I mean like are are you guys a place that offers resources Mm -hmm. to to say hey um you know if you're suffering from you know mental health right now these are the resources that we have for Mm -hmm. you know counseling or therapy or something like that is that something that's provided at the center like what does that look like in terms of you know because I think it's 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 one thing to come to a space and to vent and but I think that like a lot of the times that's where it ends, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, okay, now we know that this is what I'm suffering from, but uh, you know, capitalism is killing us all and I can't just run mm-hmm. out and now go see a therapist because I know that I'm suffering from my own traumatic childhood totally. and you know what I'm saying and so like but now my therapist wants $159 an hour and I and on top of that but I need to find an hour right yeah I need to find an hour yeah. this is all trauma all over again, yeah, right exactly the stress of finding a therapist yeah no absolutely so yeah one of the big things that we've been doing in the past year is just like getting to know all of the other resources and like strengthening our referral network so that way you know like we've had people come to us asking like about childcare, like I can't find anyone to watch my kid um you know I actually I had someone today asking about like who you know she's she's trying she's trying to get divorced and she needs like free she needs like free or low-cost legal services and I was like you know what hit up the warm line like we'll you know we'll we'll do some, we'll help you do some research. Again, this is a woman who, you know, English is in her first language, like finding resources is, you know, it's, there's an extra barrier there. And so that's definitely what we are, what we're about is just trying to um, connect people to the information and the resources that they need. And um, yeah, and hopefully supporting them and navigating systems. Again, you know, we work a lot with people who, yeah, with the language barrier, or just like, they don't quite you know, they had never interacted with these systems before. And like, that's what we want to help them, um, Mm -hmm. you know, do. So before we go any further, if you are a comrade 
an ally that is listening right now who has something to offer, <laughs> please, totally, how can we, yeah. how can you connect your services? Oh, yes, uh, absolutely. yes. Because I feel like a lot of the times we hear that and we think, oh, well, maybe what I do in my work might be helpful to them. Yes, bitch, it's helpful. Call Jamie right yeah, now. Call me, hit me up. Yeah, hit <laughs> so how me do up. we connect? Let's go ahead and just get that plug in right now. So um, you can call us at um, 831-647-3333. You can email me, Jamie, J-A-I-M, as in Mary, E-E, at parentingconnectionmc.org. Um, and we'll connect all of this to our social medias yeah. as well, y'all, as yeah. we and typically also, do. But um, if you, yeah, if you're kind of like serving similar similar families, um, please also reach out soon because we're having um, pretty much our biggest event of the year on May 6th. It's the Birth and Family Fair um, from 11 to 3 uh, here in Salinas, and um, we want to have like a huge, the biggest variety of of you know services and vendors represented. So please, yeah, reach out, and we can um, you know get you hooked up with a table, and it's going to be a fun day. Going to awesome. be really fun. And day. I was yes. looking at the flyer and looking at everything. I was like yoga, baby yoga. Like, should, let me borrow your baby best friend real quick. <laughs> let me, I'll bring you and Sherry. Let's go. Yeah. Come on, Vamos. I'll take the baby and do the yoga. You find you, the tings. You, yeah. Oh, go over there go yeah, yeah. no we're doing a baby <laughs> go find the resource you need <laughs> we love. got yoga baby um mommy and me yoga we're having infant massage a sound bath gymnastics that's awesome yeah, me like, oh, that feels so tacos aguas fresca we can't go wrong with tacos come hang out come yeah. hang out for sure it's yeah the big old party. i love that yeah. and honestly i think you know like like we were we were saying earlier like it's even though like it seems like everybody is having kids like it feels very isolating mm -hmm. i remember and and at the my best friend at the time also had a baby like our children are six weeks apart um and even then it felt pretty isolating and we were you know what i mean yeah. obviously navigating the exact same experience or, or not exact same but the same experience of having infant kids mm -hmm. you know um and so so yeah so i think that it is very important not just to create community you know but for for anyone who's listening like go out and find your community y'all mm -hmm. like you're not alone yeah. you know and and i think that especially in the latino community it's very taboo for us to talk about certain um certain topics and especially mental health being one of them mm -hmm. and like um i work at oh baby you know a, a couple days a month and and um i had a great conversation with a mom who came in recently and she was like you know what like no one ever says it but i'm gonna say it like it's okay to think it sucks to be a mom sometimes totally. you know she was like yeah. and that doesn't mean that i don't love my kid i absolutely love my child she's like but some days and some stretches of days like mm -hmm. it just sucks yeah like sometimes i'm like Ugh, if i yeah. had a choice i wouldn't be doing this right now yeah. you know that's not to say that i don't want to be their parent but like in that moment no i didn't want to be cleaning yeah. up throw up at three o'clock in the morning you know like that yeah. way it yeah. sucks she's like and no one ever told me that like yeah. everyone's like no your kids are so precious and and it's true <laughs> they are but what what's the saying nothing lasts forever yeah yeah you know like it's not gonna be rainbows and butterflies and lollipops every yeah. single day there's gonna be those tough days and in those tough days the way that you get through it is by leaning on your partner and or your support system and your community mm -hmm. and i think it's so important for families to 
create that network of community for themselves Mm -hmm. you know I don't know what I would do without the people that helped me with my daughter it's funny you say that because on Shout yeah, out you, to Amy's grandma, man. <laughs> if it wasn't you know for what, her, yeah, shout out to yes. her grandma. For shout real, out to Amy's I, grandma. Leandra, yes. I don't say it enough. I'll say it right now, and it will live forever. on the internet <laughs> forever. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you so much because I am a typical first generation Mexican Latina, and I don't trust nobody, especially <laughs> not with the most precious thing I have in yeah. this world, yeah. which is my child. I don't trust anybody, but I know that when she is with her grandma, she's absolutely fine. You know what I mean? And and I can't. I know not everybody can say that. You know, that's Mm. very much a privilege. That's how I was, too. When I was raised, my my mom worked and my grandma raised me Mm -hmm. because, you know, we had that luxury that she lived with us. And that's why I was really happy. Well, my mom was very thankful that my grandma was there for us and took care of me for till she moved uh, till I was 22 years old. She was in my house. She still needed a babysitter at 22. Yeah. You hear that, y'all? I was still laid down I mean, me, with her. Me too, probably, but I, know. <laughs> I still lay down. And, you know, those are the little things that I miss every day from my mom. No, that is but, beautiful. But, you know, I was very thankful to have her for a long time. But now I feel that because my mom, long, long story short, basically mom got pregnant. My grandma got pissed off. My mom was 20 years old, okay? And she says, what? Tell us all this time. (laughs) (laughs) And she's all, don't think I'm going to take care of that kid. Like, you know, my grandma telling her, comes out the day that my mom's going back to work. She's like, where are you taking the baby? My grandma's asking her that. And she's like, I'm taking her to the daycare. And my grandma's Spanish, ¿Estás pinche loca, Laura? Leave her here. And she's like, you said, I didn't say anything. You leave, leave the child. Her. But know that you bring this up about, you know, how moms need breaks and they don't, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. it's just hard. I'm a stepmom. I have a teenager, which is already, I've known this kid since he was three. He's 14 now. Wow. And he's, he, he has a mouth. Not to me, but sometimes the words that come out of his mouth, I'm just like, the fuck? Like, excuse me, but what? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Anyways, sometimes this thing on TikTok will be some mom saying, fuck them kids. And then they'll be like, <laughs> there'll be other moms like shaming them for saying that. They're like, no, in reality, Those I love the best TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I do scrolling in the bathroom, okay? <laughs> and my husband, you've been there for 30 minutes. I'm, all, I'm thinking. TikTok's on fire today. Sorry. (laughs) But it's just some of those moms that make those other moms like, you know, like, I need a break. Like, I didn't choose, you know, whatever happened. Don't you love your children? Yes, bitches, which is why I want to leave them. (laughs) So that I can be well and continue to parent them well. Exactly. Because if I don't leave them, I'm going to lose my shit. And in turn, I will lose my shit on them. But mamas need break, too. Yes. And, you know, I get it from everyone that's going through it with, you know, little ones big ones 20 whatever i get it i see it from you from myself from our other friends who have babies and it's like you know and it's okay to sometimes to be like even to your own kid fuck them kids well (laughs) i think acknowledging like the complexity is so important yeah both things can be true and as as with you know as with many things in life right like the world is full of you know, polarities and, (laughs) and two things being true at the same time and all of that kind of stuff. And like, I think, you know, every single stage of parenthood has its, you know, certainly has its challenges, but yeah, just like being able to have a conversation with someone like, like conversation that you had of like, 
this kind of sucks. Like this kind of sucks. Like my life five years ago when I didn't have to like fight with someone to brush her hair every (laughs) single goddamn morning of her life. What is it? And I'm like, we go through this every day. Every day. And you lose. Yeah. Yeah. Go to your dad's house. You lose every day. day. Right. You lose every day. Your hair gets brushed every day. Yeah. You lose. You're on a big. Yeah. You're batting zero right now. At least yours. Like mine wants to do the whole Edgar haircut. I'm a bruh. (laughs) (laughs) We're not doing that. Brush your hair back. But Mama Jackie, you just I don't care. Not go, doing the Edgar. Oh go God, brush like your you. hair. He looks at his dad. Hey, <laughs> that's that's not me right now. Yeah, no, but normalizing but. those conversations, mm-hmm. I think that's so important. What what because you are servicing East Salinas and South County. What has been the reception to that? You know, are people? Um, because again, I mean, I know how receptive or lack thereof my family is on certain ways that I choose mm-hmm. to parent my child, you know, and, and how that goes over at certain family functions. I think it's something, I think they're conversations that are, you know, they're not necessarily conversations you have the first time you meet someone, right? Mm-hmm. Or the first time you're talking to them. Um, so I think like, you know, we do a lot of listening. Um for sure, just like a lot of listening. And, you know, we ask questions when it's when it kind of like seems like the right moment. Um, but I think I do think that like what I've seen and what I kind of know to be true is like people will tell their truth when you give them like the space mm-hmm. and you make them feel comfortable to do so. Yep. Um, and like the fact that like I am not their family, like I'm not their sister, I'm not their cuñada. I'm like, you know, like they... I think at a certain point, they kind of start to realize, like, oh, I I can just say what I want. Yeah, this is an ally. (laughs) Right, I can say what I want. And so, but that definitely doesn't happen the first time, sometimes not even the second or third time, you know. And so I think that's the other kind of, like, we've, we've kind of been evolving, right? Like, we were just doing, we were just doing, like, you know, mother's wellness circles. And we kind of realized, okay, like we need to make this a place where people come and they want to be, and they're coming back because we need to build the rapport. We need to build, build trust. Um, and we need to have it be a space where they can, I mean, you don't have to come with your kids. You can totally come alone and just like chill and you're going to see color mon- the corner. Mandalas and <laughs> yeah. like whatever, you know, down for that. But if you want to come with your child, you know, like we don't want to create that barrier for you either, but like come and just like, come however you are that day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you don't have to get all the way dressed. We just have the pajamas in public conversation. Like, <laughs> off the, that's your, yeah, off yeah, the, off the light. <laughs> yeah, because like, you know, comadre, I, I tell Amelie, she's like, can I just wear my pajamas? I'm like, at a certain point, it becomes socially unacceptable for you to leave the house in pajamas. So take advantage of it now. Now that she's eight, we're going to have that conversation. Like, <laughs> <laughs> We're getting to that point, kid. Like you're skating Aww. a thin yeah. line. Yeah. But. but if you're a newly postpartum mom, you come however you want. Yes. I nice. don't care how long it's been since you've shot. Howard, I don't care anything, whatever. And people laugh, but that's legit it's a thing. Truth. No, I've seen it. I mean, mm-hmm. like physically, I've seen it, and I've seen like you know, TV shows a lot of stuff now. TLC for some reason, I love TLC, <laughs> and then I've seen this. I, re- I mean, it's just really sad, and some people don't like you said. We don't, they don't get it. 
mm-hmm. until it happens to them, God forbid. But it's it's a lot to take on. And it's like emotionally, physically, mentally, literally mm-hmm. draining to see moms like that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, unfortunately, you hear all these like sad news about moms doing something to themselves or the babies mm-hmm. because they didn't get like help. Like what you, Jamie, and the rest of the, your crew's doing to help them. Like they don't yeah. have that or they just don't think they need it till it's too late god forbid mm-hmm. you know it's just like uh it's just then, really frustrating i think like i was what kind of got us on all of this mm-hmm. is i was saying you know it's so important to build your community exactly you yeah. know and it's because sometimes you don't even know you need something until you have the need it's totally. like right in yeah. that yeah. moment and then for me i'm like did i not plan for this how did i not anticipate this it's like babe there's no way for you to know because this is a totally new experience mm-hmm. for you and even if you uh, this is your second, third, fourth baby. I like, ask that. It's, it's a, silly it's question, a but different. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Every child is their own autonomous yeah. person. Mm-hmm. And every person has their own unique set of needs. Yeah. So you're not. I remember my mom, like when we were like younger or whatever, um, like for my sister, she got a certain punishment. But for me, it was like, you're not going to play at the game this sun- uh, Saturday. And I'm like, no, 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 I'll do whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? But my sister didn't play sports. She yeah. didn't give a fuck. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like there was no after school thing my mom could take away from her that she yeah. would fall into line, you know? Mm-hmm. But if she was like, your phone privileges are cut off. It was like, no, 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 I'll do whatever. You know what I mean? Because you even have to discipline differently for every child. And maybe one of your children is super independent, but the other one needs to have their hand held for everything. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Every kid is different. Every, from what I've experienced with my family. I only have one child, but every pregnancy is different. You know what I mean? Every Every labor and delivery Mm -hmm. is going to be different. Like your body is different. We're all, we all should be learning and growing constantly, you know? So the way that you parent your first child may not be the way that you parent your second child. I think about that a lot. Like, even though I feel like, I did the best that I could with the resources that I had available to me at that time. If, and I don't plan on it, but if I were to become pregnant again, Mm -hmm. I would labor totally differently from the way that I labored originally. Oh no. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Eva, (laughs) in my perfect world, Eva would already be a home birthing midwife and I'd have some amazing doula and I would. And there were certain things that I did. I did. I I encapsulated my placenta because I had suffered from depression and anxiety my entire adult life. And so I didn't want to be on anything Mm -hmm. when after I found out I was pregnant. So I was very afraid to suffer from postpartum depression. So I did like all the research and I stumbled onto this holistic website and they talked about how um, that drop in hormones is Mm. like, you know, you, you physically will feel it, you know? And, And they were talking about how like encapsulating your placenta is so important and it can help because you're, basically getting those hormones back and and so you don't have that huge dip you know you it could be more regulated and they specifically talked about the benefits of 
um, it reducing the risk of postpartum depression. And so I was like, well, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, there'll, there'll be several placenta encapsulationists at the at the birth there. Myself yeah. and Eva actually both do that, but there's a few others in the community. And at so, the time, I yeah. mean, my daughter's eight now, but I remember at the time the woman that I hired came from Monterey. There was nobody available in that Salinas that did that that offered that type of service yeah. you know um for sure i would have a doula i did have a birthing plan um and i remember i had like did you not read that like to the nurse i was like ma'am i realized this is a shift change i anticipated this <laughs> <laughs> which is why i, I have the handbook <laughs> yeah i brought extra copies of, yeah. obviously she didn't yeah. give you the rundown that's fine my representative will take it from you. <laughs> yeah, seriously. No. And I mean, this is like the kind of that's the kind of support that everybody needs and the kind of like, you know, like information that every everybody needs. Because, I mean, when you talk about birth trauma, which is a huge source of postpartum, especially postpartum in the BIPOC community, mm-hmm. totally it's most prevalent in the African-American community. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so like being getting like having the information that you need having the support you need um you know so one of our like big dreams or for for parenting connection and definitely one of like my big dreams just in general is like you know having like free access to to doulas for for everybody and i mean medi-cal now covers them so that's like a huge first step but like you know in five years, like I would love to see that the parenting connection was like the was like a uh, a liaison, like a hub for people who like, you know, yeah, again, like whether it's like because of a language barrier or whatever it is, like, you know, they're going into a hospital and they don't feel totally able to express their needs. Like we want to be there to make sure to facilitate that because the easiest way to dig yourself into a whole postpartum is by having a traumatic birth. You know what I mean? And like, I that is something that like happened, like when you feel like birth happened to you, Mm -hmm. as opposed to like you having agency in that, like, I mean, it's so incredibly like just, just harmful and disempowering. And so that like is definitely something that, you know, down the line, like in our big vision, like we want to be making that happen for. And honestly, I feel like that would change the labor and delivery system in America as we know it. Because most of the trauma, I feel like, stems from people's inability to either have someone or have themselves advocate. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's like very prevalent in the medical industry right now. As a lot of our listeners also know, my dad uh, has some medical issues going on. Um, he had a stroke. And like... Having someone advocating for the patient Mm -hmm. is like the number one thing that I would recommend for anybody in a hospital setting or in any type of like Western medicine setting is like have somebody advocating for you or you be prepared to advocate for yourself. Like, yeah. And I think, too, like when you're talking about again, like just like the individual and like their background and the way that they move through the world, like the 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 ability or the willingness to advocate for yourself like it's not necessarily something that is super comfortable for people yeah you know what I mean like it it's something that can be really really difficult like you know 
doctors and hospitals and all these things, like they are hierarchical, like in structure, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so if you have been, you know, taught that like doctors are right and don't, you know, same thing with teachers or, you know, any yeah. other system don't like question that, authority, right. To not question authority. Like the idea of you saying like, no, like I don't want you to do a cervical check because I don't want one. And that's the end of it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like that is, that is a really radical concept. Honestly, not only is it like super radical, but I feel like people don't even know that that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So many women that I talk to, they're like, you can do that. And I'm like, yes, honey. Yeah. I mean, yes. What I like, say to my doula clients all the time is like, it's not jail. Right. <laughs> like it is not jail. You did not commit a crime. Like, they cannot force you to do anything. Yeah. You know, they can't force you. To, they might sign, make you sign a piece of paper that says like, you know, you, denied a, it, yeah. you know, against medical advice or whatever. But um, and certainly there are many things that are necessary and and good. But, you know, having the education to be able to, to decide for yourself, like this is what feels good and important to me. And this is what feels, you know, not whether your birth goes how you planned it or not. If you are, if you feel like you were um, in the driver's seat the whole way, I can almost guarantee your level of satisfaction and your confidence stepping into parent to, to motherhood, like this idea of matrescence, um, you know, like becoming a mother, like that, what that process is, um, it's going to feel a lot better to you if yeah, you, sure. you know, felt like you were in the driver's seat the whole time. But it's it's you're you're swimming upstream. Oh, for sure. In, in a lot of ways. I remember there were certain things that I was like, okay, I have control of this, so I will control that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, again, something else that we had discussed, like people, I interviewed pediatricians while I was still pregnant. And and the reason being is that I didn't want to be in a situation where my daughter needed, you know, medical attention and I didn't trust the mm-hmm. pediatrician that was there. Mm-hmm. That was of utmost importance. Like, I'm not just going to hand my brand new baby over to some stranger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me, stranger. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and also, like, I don't know. I don't know you from Adam. I don't know what your philosophies are in medicine. I don't know where you were educated. I don't, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't know you. And it's nothing personal. But I wanted to feel like I trusted the people that were making medical decisions and, mm-hmm. and you know aiding me in caring for my daughter medically mm-hmm. I wanted to know that person I didn't want to be in a situation where I needed help and then I'm like well who who do you go to but even that when I would call certain pediatricians they were like uh I don't think we offer that like and my and even from my own family they're like well that's extra like dang you know mm-hmm. what I mean and I'm just like no extra. You're no just being I this is your well, body and, like you're what you need for your baby and I think yeah just having you know I think like I a really good friend of mine we were like talking like you know everyone talks about how you shouldn't discuss like religion and politics like in mixed company like I feel like you need to add parenting to that list because like (laughs) that is another thing you will piss people off real quick (laughs) yeah you know just like disagreeing or whatever it is because like parenting is really like really really personal Mm -hmm. you know and I think again like what we're trying to like create in these spaces is like come like and like you're not going to get judged for what you say you're not going to get judged for what you think like if you're asking for advice or suggestions like 
the community is there. And that's another reason why, like, we'll never turn down, like, a mom of a 13-year-old because there's, like, so much wisdom in that. Like, having a mom with a 13-year-old and a mom with a, you know, a a three-month-old, like, Mm -hmm. in the same circle, like, that is, I mean, that's how it's supposed to be done. Yeah. And so I think, I, I think that just like having those opportunities, I think not that family isn't like wonderful and important, but in addition to your family circles, Mm -hmm. having other, you know, circles of people where you can just kind of be like, this is what I'm thinking. Like, maybe I want an opinion, maybe I don't, but I just need to like, you know, say it, I need to put it out there, you know, and and I'll feel better about it. That's awesome. Beautiful work that's happening. Yeah. And, um, Sorry, I just lost my train of thought. I like looked at the clock and it was like, boom, it went away. Oh. So, um, so for sorry, I was like, so. So you said this is like one of the biggest events that you guys are having in the year, yeah. which is what's the what's the event? So what's the fair called? It's called the Birth and Family Fair. And so the first week in May is um, Maternal Mental Health Week. And so um, there's going to be a series of different events um, kind of all over Salinas and and in different parts of the county and all kind of culminating in, um, yeah, the Birth and Family Fair on the 6th. Um, And, yeah, it's going to be awesome. We're, We're expecting... I think we're up to like 30 or 40 different vendors, a bunch of different social services. Um, Like I said, tacos, aguas, (laughs) gymnastics. Oh, what we're really excited about is um, throughout this month and also, you know, all leading up to the fair, we've been doing these different um, like birth story workshops with different groups throughout the county um, where people can um, either write, write down their birth story or create some sort of art that represents their birth story. Um, And we're going to, um, and we've been kind of collecting them. We're going to put up a display, you know, kind of showcasing everybody's stories. And then the day of people can come and we'll have all the materials out and they can, you know, create something that represents their own journey and add to it. And hopefully, you know, at the end, we'll have this really like big um, kind of collage of all the birth stories. So that's something I know that's that nice. like we're all like I really like excited about. Um, but yeah, come get a sound bath. Come come do some yoga. Come awesome. get your face painted. And you said it's from 11 to 3, mm-hmm. right? Okay. 11 to 3. And yeah, and like you're saying, learn about, you know, if you're looking for a placenta encapsulationist or a doula or a massage therapist or, um, you know, kind of anything having to do with birth or you know, early childhood, um, come check it out. Even if you're not yet pregnant and you're mm-hmm. looking to be pregnant, totally. these are the types of circles and spaces that you need to mm-hmm. come into. Cause like I was saying before, these are these places where you're going to build out that community. So if you have a need, you're like, wait a minute, there was this woman named Jamie. I met her one time. <laughs> I know, I know where to go. <laughs> I met you and I knew you from yoga. Yeah. And yes. then I met you again with Eva. And yeah. I was like, see, it's a full-blown circle. I've yeah. been trying to get pregnant for a while. When it happens, it happens. But this is why, again, yeah, community. making the connections. Yes, I'm like, you know what? Creators sending me all these people like, bitch, get it together. Have the team on standby for sure. <laughs> and Absolutely. I remembered my thoughts. 
<laughs> is that what you wrote it down? Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, because you mentioned about, you know, sometimes people don't have, you know, family support and, and, you know, things of that nature. Also, I think it's important to say out loud, even if you do have support from your family, but it's not the support that you need. Mm-hmm. If you're looking to parent in a different way that doesn't look like what your family is used to, these are also very important spaces and good spaces to come into. I know that when we were looking um, at your guys' website, some of the frame, the links that you have available to some of the frameworks that you use, and one of them is the Latinx Parenting. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the big things, if you guys don't follow them on social media already, you should. They're an amazing resource, but one of the big things that they do is like ending chancla culture. That's what I was going to say. Yes, and that's like a big one that we need to talk about, you know what I mean? Like in in our communities and stuff like that so again if you're looking to parent your child in a way that looks different from the way that you were parented and i know that again with your this grant that you guys receive and and the the focus being on east salinas and south county and the demographics that that's mm-hmm. gonna be serving you know that's predominantly latinx identifying mm-hmm. folks you know um a lot of indigenous uh yep. you know uh, mm-hmm. folks as well mestico speaking triqui um and these you know all these indigenous languages right so like opening up the avenues for those types of conversations yeah, you know definitely. and and i think the idea of of raising children in a community is not foreign to us if we're in touch with our indigenous roots that's mm-hmm. the way all the different tribes throughout all of mesoamerica all have rituals and ways of supporting birthing people you know what i mean during those times right and the whole village got together and it, it's the responsibility of everyone to help to raise that child in that community that's where that right comes from it takes a village it to take exa- care it to raise a child yep. you know um so again you know those um thought process and concepts are not foreign to us yeah. but it is kind of foreign to us to have the ending chancla culture. That is kind yeah. of a foreign, you know, conversation to have. So, you know, learning the terminologies and the opening up the conversations and knowing how to do that with your family without totally yeah. offendiendo a tu madre. Yeah, yeah. Te amo. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like one of those, like, like a big one is, you know, in my family is like, Tienes que saludar a todos. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, my child is not going to give affection to people that she, A, doesn't know, and B, doesn't feel comfortable with. I'm not going to force her into showing people affection because that's showing my daughter Mm -hmm. that her needs and emotions can be superseded by something else outside of her, including what mom wants or needs or has to feel. And I'm just not going to do that to my child so one of the other classes one of the other so the the family circles are just like drop in they're ongoing you don't have to register you just show up but one of like the the courses that we teach um it's an eight-week course it's called circle of security parenting um we have where it's going to be starting um mid-may um but i it's a really really interesting class um and a lot of it is the like reflect so it's about it's about creating secure attachment and um with your children but a big piece of it is is reflection Mm -hmm. um you know and like 
bringing forward, you know, the things that you want to replicate from your childhood and also learning to recognize the things that, you know, didn't serve your development. And, you know, again, not in any sort of like critical or judgmental way to your lineage, um, but just, you know, in in the pursuit of growth, right, as yeah. as human beings. Um, and yeah, there's there's a big reflective piece of it. And I think it's really, really important. So if and again, like if you have an infant, if you have a teenager, like um, I might be coming to those, man. <laughs> no, it's really like I mean, I've I you know I did the training to to teach it, and we're actually teaching this class with the teen moms in Greenfield right now, and um, it's it's a it's a it gets you thinking. It de- really gets you yeah, thinking, and sure. uh, it's really accessible. Um, but yeah, just along those lines of you know, like. I, I know that I want to do things a little bit different, but I'm maybe I'm not exactly sure how to. And I'm also not sure how to like I don't have like the vocabulary or like, you know, the the words to talk about what it is that I want to change. Um, so, yeah, Circle of Security Parenting. Check it out. Yeah, for sure. I think that's <laughs> we'll put so those, important. We'll put those classes, the names of the groups mm-hmm. and classes on there along mm-hmm. even with the um the links that you that yeah, you also send us sure. will attach everything together for parents mm-hmm. and and if y'all are homegirls that are listening outside of the 831 you can also you know plug into the parenting connection because you guys have a lot of resources as Hell well yeah, on yeah. your website for like more national level organizations yeah. and also just again just kind of clicking around there and I'm like oh I follow her kudos for me look at that <laughs> you know what I mean so it's like you know sometimes it's it starts with something as small as I'm going to follow this person on Instagram Mm -hmm. and you see them on your feed and it plants a little seed and maybe you, you know, read the longer post or take an online, you know, 30 minute course or hour long lecture or something like that. You know what I mean? But it it really does begin with those really small steps. So Mm -hmm. yeah, y'all, if you are parenting and mothers and babies are both like very, very large organizations. So yeah, if you're not local like look it up and you you'll be able to find you know an organization who who are using those like you know um near you for sure yeah that's awesome and one more thing i wanted to say before we kind of wrap this up just because i i just feel called to say it you know in kind of building on what you were just saying right now jamie and also what we talked about at the top of the podcast i think one of the biggest things for me and I wrote this down recently um shout outs to my homegirl Eva and Frenchie (laughs) for giving me a beautiful little calendar thing and so I'm writing down notes but one of the things that I remembered um to write down was um it's true at the same time that my mom loves me immensely and did the absolute best that she could that is a truth and it's also true that in the way that I was raised, I have childhood traumas that I have taken into my adulthood that I am actively working on relearning certain things, right? And I think that as a mom, that was, it took me a long journey to get to that point. And when we talk about, you know, like you were saying, you know, what are some of the things that I I want to do differently in raising my children than the way that my parent did that, you know, it could be okay for us to drop some things because it is true that for the large majority of people, (laughs) 
our parents love us dearly. Oh, hell yeah. You know, and they did the absolute best they could Mm -hmm. with the cards and the information that they had available to Mm -hmm. them at that time, Mm -hmm. you know. But that doesn't also negate the fact that, again, the large majority of us went through some pretty heavy shit. You know what I mean? And we're all suffering from some sort of trauma, right? And so, so yeah, when we think about holding two things at once, like, that's a big one, guys. Yeah. And and yeah. you, you can love your child wholly, but also say, mm, I'm not going to do that one again because that, mm-hmm. one, that one wasn't that cool. <laughs> you know, that's... I know the feeling. Yep. It's a tough one, but... But it's very true. And it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. And some things aren't good, bad, right, or wrong. They just are. Mm-hmm. What's that saying? Hold on. Now that you said that, I actually <laughs> wrote something when we had our telephone um, um, conversation. It's quote, unquote, from Jamie, encouraging people to be okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I that stuck with me. I was like, I like that. And I really <laughs> one of the things yeah. they do at the parenting connection is they cr- encourage people to yeah. be okay. And I love that. So thank you, Jamie, for actually like letting us and letting our our listeners know what you guys are doing and helping our community what little by little, surely but slowly, we're it's getting out there and I love that that mm-hmm. we're getting more resources from yeah. beautiful people like you. Yeah, well, I'm really, yeah, I've been excited about this for so weeks. So again, yeah, thanks it's Emma out for there, connecting folks. us. And we manifested this. you all for a little bit instead Yay. of like celebrity sighting, local style celebrity <laughs> sighting here. Thank like, you. Like, oh, sure. Well, like, it's so funny you say that. I know some girls that we were at uh, XO, we for vinyl night sometimes. And there was this girl was like, you got Sometimes, us. bitch. Yeah, we're there most of the time. <laughs> no. So we were there and one of the girls was like, you got to say hi to these girls. They're the 831 Comadres with the donut girl, Eva. (laughs) The donut girl. And I was like looking back like, bitch, that's us. You know what? She's about to be the baby girl. She's over here catching babies and stuff. (laughs) Still making the Bombskis vegan pastries. Not going to lie. But the main hustle is catching babies babies now. Babies. Uh, Look at us. Or encouraging sharing all our talents givers to catch their own babies. Yeah, that's 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 the real. Mm-hmm. That's the she real is assisting move. in the catching yeah, of the yeah, babies, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> empowering women all but over the central coast. To catch. But you just should have come hung out with us, <laughs> right? I'm gonna call this girls are done. Anyhow, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this episode up, y'all. And as a, oh, one more question for you, Jamie. One more question before we. We move into our regalos y cargas is we always ask all of our guests if there is a book that you are currently reading or a book that you have read that you recommend to our listeners for us to add to our bookshop.org reading list we are updating that currently because your be, girl yeah. is reading this year <laughs> oh my god you told me about this and then i I forgot. And you're like, yeah, for sure. You're like, oh, shit. No, yeah, yeah. No, no. no. We had didn't. one person say the Bible. Oh, shit. Well, in the, in the spirit of... So I'll, I'll, put, I'll throw one out there for if anybody... Yeah, anyone who's pregnant, like, absolute must read is um, Ina Mae Gaskin's um, book. And, of course, I'm going to forget the name of it. The, the, heart, of, the heart of Childbirth. Um specifically the first part 
that has all of the birth stories from all of these different women. It's written like in first person from their own experience. I recommend it to anyone who I know is pregnant, any of my doula clients also. Um, because again, just like owning it as your experience, I think is really, it's just important to like understand yeah. that it is your experience. And so, yeah. The Art of Childbirth. Oh, sure. I'm going to make ask him for sure. The Art of Childbirth. Y'all heard, yeah, yeah. heard it here. We'll put it on the, on the list. Bookshop.org reading this. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, like I said, we are going to move into our regalos y cargas. Are you going to go first, Comadre Frenchie? Or are you throwing first. it on me? All right. Um, <laughs> regalos, <laughs> regalos y cargas for me. Um yeah, I I'm just blessed all around. I I can't complain about too much. Uh, <laughs> I want to complain about a lot, y'all. I'm stopping myself. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> she really is, y'all. I'm just kidding. No. Um, one of my regalos right now. I I am doing something really cool with Mija Mujer. If y'all don't know, that is the side hustle that I do where I buy and sell clothes for women and girls. Um, I have a space inside Old Town Antiques that is going very well. I'm very excited about everything that's happening there. Um, and I got something cooking up for the month of May with Mija Mujer. And so, yeah, I'm I'm super excited about that. Not not going to put anything out into the universe just yet, but it is it's forthcoming. Happening. It's happening. It's it's <laughs> official like a ref with a whistle. <laughs> the fees have been paid. That's how you know it's official. Too yeah. short over here. Uh, but yeah, so I'm, you know, my my regalo, you know, is is all of the success that I've been able to experience there. And a lot of the times people measure success monetarily. And even though the numbers is balanced, yo, um, my success there, I, I more so to me is measured by my ability to see myself spread my wings and to do the thing you know what i mean that's that's more that's the measuring stick yeah. you know what i mean and again we ain't in the red or nothing like that the daughter of a cpa knows how to run a business um <laughs> but um but yeah that's that's not the only measuring stick you know so mm -hmm. um my carga um gosh man it it Ever since we did the last episode, you know, I'm I always put up the smoke and I'm I'm constantly saying her name in prayer. So my carga from now until we have our answer is always going to be for Areli, for her family um, and for all of her friends and, and anybody who loves her um, that's you know, still, still out there without the answers, you know, and, and we still hold out hope, um, that she's going to be found and she'll be found well, you know, um, and there was, I recently saw a headline, um, that there was a, a 16 year old girl out of Southern California that had been missing for seven months and she was, she was found and returned to her family. Um, and so when I read that, I immediately thought of Areli and I sent up a prayer for her and for her family, wherever she is. I hope she is well as can be expected. And I pray for her safe return. Always, always, always. That is my prayer. So, yeah. Um, my, okay, sorry. Just that got to me. Um, my carga, um, my good old family. <laughs> Good old ball and chain. 
Um, you know, sometimes family will be family and I just hope the best for them. And I know they listen to this and I just want to say, Hey, I love you. Sorry. Um, I love you. I'm here for you, but you know, you're not my favorite person right now, (laughs) but just know I, I still love the shit out of you. Um, my, um, let me see my regalo. I did a thing that I was pretty much out of my comfort zone. Um, I did a whole self-love photography portrait. I Photo shoot. What? what? <laughs> blooming. Yeah. Self-blooming. Yeah. I love the theme. <laughs> Sorry, I'll shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> Hype team no, went wild you, for a second. You. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> um, I was very out of my element. I've never done something like this, but just show how I've grown into a person that I am now. And literally, Anna, you're an amazing photographer. Thank you for doing this photo shoot. She did amazing, made me feel comfortable. Feel like I've known this girl forever, and this is literally the second time I've met her. Mm-hmm. Um, she's an amazing vibe. Um, I just felt so happy, so, so alive during that time. And uh, this is something that, you know, sometimes you have to knock people off or things off your chest or anything and to find yourself. I know it sounds as corny and that's a word that I'm not as trying to say as much, but I, I can literally tell myself that I love me and I'm okay with everything right now. Like just with myself as in like my health, the person that I'm becoming and who who it just I am, period, you know? And mm-hmm. I know it's been a struggle as I've had um, an issue with my body, the way I look, the way I feel, and I'm just like, you know what? <laughs> I'm done feeling that way. I love me. I love myself. I love my curves. I love my 16 waist, you know, jeans. I love me, and this is who I am, and, you know, if you don't like it, you can either unfollow me or kiss my ass. <laughs> so I'm telling you all right now. <laughs> but no, I love it. It felt really good. And it was cool having, like, my husband was there. And, and it was nice. It was just when he was looking at me, he was, like, like smiling at me. And I just felt like he that he hasn't looked at me. I mean, he does look at me, like, especially when I'm naked. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> but, like he hasn't looked at me, like, it felt like when we when we got married. Yeah. Mm. And I was like, he does love me. You know, like, I know he loves me, but it's just like to have that feeling and seeing him look at me a certain what a way. Moment. <laughs> it yeah. was a cute moment. And then, really yeah. So, nice. so it was, it felt really amazing. And then even, yeah, it's just. The- Shouts to all the dope female photographers yes. out there. Yes. yes. Uh, because it's like, sometimes it takes a woman to notice and appreciate the beauty and the curve yes. and to know the angle and all that stuff of other women. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, and no shade to the guys, you know, no, they're no, out no. there doing their thing, but. It's just something when it comes to Chef's a woman, kiss, yeah. you know, you feel just... like you feel at ease, you feel comfortable and you just feel like and then she had Beyonce playing in the back and I'm all hell yeah, I'm all like oh, dancing shit. and I had my hands up in the air. And she's like, stop. And I was like, OK, <laughs> 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 
right there, right there, right, right there. That's okay. the one. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was something like I got out of my comfort zone, and it's probably it's pretty cool though because I already had other girls ask me as well, like, you want to do a boudoir shoot? Do you want to do this or boudoir? Whatever, she said boudoir, but boudoir. You know, boudoir. you guys understand me. My sometimes my um my accent comes out. Oh, so <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's really nice but yeah but anyways yeah yes. that was this is me love it jamie all right <laughs> um my regalo for sure is um i officially became a tia last week my little sister had a baby boy uh last week and um we were you know we didn't grow up here she just happens to be living in the area right now and so it was just really, really cool and special, um, you know, to be able to be around for her and and my brother in law and and you know and and um, the my baby nephew Milo and yeah, it's just it's been it's been really cool um, and I'm happy again. I mean, obviously, professionally speaking, this is like what I do, but um, it's been really awesome to be able to be there for her. Um, only the second grandbaby in the family too. So, and, and it's yeah. your little sister. Yeah, my little sister. Aww. And yeah, so you so get to like take care. Of, you're like, no, this is what I yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come. Yeah. <laughs> my daughter finally has a primito, which Aww. is so funny. And so she's also how old is your baby? So my daughter will be four next month. Um, and the whole time my sister was pregnant, she was saying that this baby was going to be named Estrellita, and we didn't know the baby's name. And she's like really holding on to this that like oh. this baby's name is Estrellita, <laughs> which is just it's just like those magical like kid mm-hmm. things you yeah. know that are so yeah. cool. So it's yeah, it's definitely been like a fun uh, like special time. So yeah, that's definitely my regalo as of late. And my carga, I think I don't know. I think kind of my like perpetual carga is just like trying to find balance. Mm. I say that girl, all the time, I mean, girl. Like, I just that's like the first <laughs> thing that came to my mind, right? Yeah. Like you know multiple jobs and kids and yeah trying to like live and be a human being other like outside of those roles right like mm-hmm. outside of just being like a worker and a mother um it's a lot she work hard it's for a, the money yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're, you're all but i also lot. enjoy long baths and like massages i like to sleep oh but, like yeah yeah my favorite room <laughs> my house is my well <laughs> Not even my, the bathroom, just the bathtub is my favorite room. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm such sure. a Pisces person. Like, when things are wrong, like, get me a tub yeah. ASAP. Yeah. Like, that. Yeah. yeah that that helps mm-hmm. well, in a huge, Speaking of new babies, way. hold on, because we got new babies, too. So. Yes. So, we got know, all the brand know, new baby know, magic. I know, I know. So, sorry. I know we're going to end it real soon. But shout out to my homegirl, Ruby. I love you. Your baby, Kylo, is amazing, beautiful in every shape and form. This bitch was found out in January she was pregnant. And <laughs> uh, sorry, she knows me and I know her. This was my party girl back in the day. So, like, she is a mama and I am so happy and over the moon for her. Yeah. So, I love you, Ruby. Baby Kylo, you chose your mama right. Yes. And, um, yeah, so my nephew, Xavier, and his partner, Bree, had a baby as well, Miss Kalia Gabriella, and we're just so excited that she's here, and um, she won't remember, but I told her in the hospital, you know, we sang you down from the heavens, baby girl, Um, and she's here now with us, and I think when it 
She's such a gift, but one of the biggest gifts that she gave to our family is to bring Brie into our family. I love you so much, Brie. You're such a good mama. I'm so proud of you and the way that you've been handling yourself and the baby and everything that you guys are doing and building for your little family. I'm so proud of both of you. Um, and yeah, I'm just so happy that y'all stuck with us. <laughs> <laughs> But I come bringing all the snacks, you know, girl, I got you on another um, warrior bowl from BKM. OK, <laughs> Tia Sam is coming through. I love you, baby. <laughs> and yeah, right. with that, we are going to end this episode. Oh, Mil gracias, Jamie. Thank yeah, you. Right. Thank you so much for thank coming through and thank sharing you. all of your gracias. resources. And again, anybody who's listening, connect. If you are looking to be pregnant, if you are a pregnant if you have a family come through connect get the resources and if you feel like your role in the community you guys are serving the same people again connect because it's about building that exactly. tribe members you know, not that what communal. you know is who you who know, you know. Mm -hmm. so Period. we'll catch you on the next one y'all adios ciao Bye.